Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Ding dong, it's Christmas time, part two. We're finishing up the little Christmas special. It's been a good time. Hey, Zoe, did you, did you have fun watching this show? Yes, episode two. I really enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed this little like Christmas special. I feel like it's been fun. It's kind of filled that hole that we've had in our lives with Lego Masters not being on TV at the moment. So I thought this was a nice little wrap up and I thought the challenge was great. It was definitely a very free form challenge. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they do finale vibes and just give them like 24 hours or whatever. But I also imagine that uh, these people's time is maybe not <laughs> as unlimited as a contestant's time. So I don't know if they can have them building for an entire week straight for one build, which does make sense. Yeah. So they only had 12 hours for this, which really isn't a lot we've learned. So the challenge was to design the ultimate Lego set inside one of the presents under the Christmas tree. So the three main criteria were that it had to be to minifig scale, which is a classic. I'm glad glad we did that. It had to have playability. So actually, as soon as they announced what the challenge theme was, I was literally thinking back to I think it was the Star Wars challenge. Yeah, swooshability. Swooshability. I literally wrote down swooshability. Um, and the last criteria was desirability. So all makes sense. I thought it was pretty clear criteria. I think it's always interesting when they specify what scale they want them to work in because yeah. it kind of removes a lot of variability. And I feel like oftentimes when he's judging, the scale that that person chose is a big part of his judgment. So to take that out and they're all on the same scale, I like it. I think it evens the playing field a little bit. Yeah, and I think it makes sense for this particular challenge as well because more often than not, the sets that you get like for Christmas are minifig scales. So I thought that that made sense and yeah. and probably helped steer people in the right direction. I also just want to take a moment to point out Brickman's huge Christmas tree, which was very cool. Yes. But I particularly liked how he built like oversized Lego bricks out of normal Lego bricks and then built those into like the yeah. tree. I thought that was very cool. Very cool. I think they said it took 440 hours to build, which is insane. I reckon Brickman's got some elves helping him. Like I'm sure, I reckon he does the design and everything in some of it. Can we look up how many days that is? Oh yeah, mathematics. You do the touch typing. I'll stall. So what have you guys been up to recently? 18 days. 18 I really, days? I, I really thought it would be more than that. I mean, 18 days is a lot. Yeah, but is that just divided by 24? Yes. Because, like, was, you probably slept once or twice That's as well. what Google has told me. <laughs> <laughs> so that, okay, that's 18 full days. So it's probably more like 25 days. Okay, so that that is a lot. That's like a month. Wait, did you say 440 hours? Yeah. If, we, if it's eight-hour days, that's 55 eight-hour days. Jesus, okay. And now so. I've... You'll be about, they finished filming season three of Lego Masters and straight away he's <laughs> and like, right, started. <laughs> Let's start with Whipper and Stani. So they had the castle battle. They had like Rapunzel being saved. Where do I even start with this? It was basically Stani's build. <laughs> it was 100% Stani's build, which was funny because like, 
they spent the first half of the episode pretending that Whipper was like changing up. He's oh, they're like, oh, he's got a new attitude. Yeah. And then halfway through, it's all about pranks, pranks, pranks. And then he's literally gone for the rest of it. Yeah. The the heist was very funny. Famously, we love a heist. It's one of our favorites. Um, I just I just feel bad for Sunny because I feel like he's like getting roped into these pranks and he just wants to build the best thing he can build. I did love when he went off to do his fake fall though as part of the Oh heist. my god. It seemed like from what we could tell people were legitimately like oh my oh god is he okay like he fell over. There was it was so good. I was laughing so much especially at him being like oh clumsy me. I was like Stani. <laughs> <laughs> I also think overall I've really enjoyed these Christmas specials and I think the show is well produced. It is interesting, though, how often it feels like the show is so hesitant to show, like, actual Lego building. And I guess it's because in their heads they think that's going to get boring, and I'm sure it maybe would. But anytime there's an opportunity to cut away from someone actually building Lego and show anything else, even if it's a celebrity building Lego, they're just like, oh, we'll show some other fun stuff, which is great. It's good fun times. But sometimes I want a bit more Lego in my Lego Masters. Yeah, I think that's fair. Another funny thing that we saw was Brickman going full, like, teacher mode. Yeah. In two ways. First of all, teacher as in, like, hey, here's how to build a cool Lego tower, which I thought was really cool, where he said, like, I'll show you the pattern mm-hmm. and then you can finish it. But then when he was mad about them stealing the trophy, he went full, like, I'm going to go into the other room and close my eyes and oh then my if, God. if someone returns it, then you're not going to get held back for lunch. Like, was so he a teacher funny. maybe before he became Brickman? I can't remember. Not that I know of, but let's investigate that. Because he definitely has teacher vibes. Full teacher voice. I really liked that Brickman sort of made the base um, and then taught Whipper how to keep going. I thought that was a really effective use of time. And it just shows that, like, they only get Brickman for one hour, right? But he wants to make that, like, the best hour he can. He, I feel like for everyone's build, did the best possible thing he could do in that one hour, which I appreciate. There's now been two different times in the run of the show where our team members had to leave early. So we had it on this Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And then season two with Summer and Iona where Summer got sick. I find it odd that they don't give them any sort of like help or advantage. And I guess it's because it would be hard to keep that fair. Yeah. But just like give Starney another 45 minutes or something or give him another half hour of Brickman time or something. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels weird to give them nothing. You know? Yeah. I feel like because they were already giving people Brickman for an hour for him to build. They should have just let Brickman build with him for the last half an hour. Or like Brickman said to him with 30 minutes to go, you should make a dragon. Like they should have just gotten Brickman to make it. Yeah. Or like make two thirds of it and then let Stani finish it just so it wasn't, you know, something like that. Yeah. I guess there's issues of balance, but also this is a Christmas special. Like it's not the finale of an actual season. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt, it just felt like they were kicking Stani while he was down. Yeah. It's a tough one. Overall, I thought the build looked great. I really liked the catapults, the vines around the tower were a nice detail. I loved the soldiers that were like being led into the castle by crocodiles. So lots of cool little details. I think it, it's definitely a set that like kids would want at Christmas. So they nailed that. All right, let's go to Scotty and Jay, who did the Aussie bush Christmas, this like Aussie farm playhouse vibe. Look, Is this a set I would want? Probably not. Is this a set a child would want? Questionable. But Scotty wanted it and he was loving it, so I was was here for it. I don't think I can be objective with this one. I've said already you, in this You hate series, everything Australiana. Australian themed. Christmas and Australiana is just so yawn to me. And 
what I loved was seeing Scotty loving it and seeing Scotty and Jay be a great team. That I was really into that. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't super into anything they built. Even Brickman's windmill, I was like, eh, give me a cool like Dutch windmill. That's more fun. <laughs> I, I do think the windmill was great. I think having like some motion in there really um, elevated the build. Yeah. I will say the addition of the bushfire pretty questionable <laughs> in my opinion. That was wild. Especially because the way they were describing it, they were like, yeah, we've got the bushfire coming up to the house and the family's freaking out and it's ruining Christmas lunch. I was like, this is a very real scenario for a lot of people. Like surely they should have steered them away from this. And imagine like a kid, you know, he's unwrapping his present yeah. under the Christmas tree. He's like, oh my God, it's Lego. Oh, I wonder what it is. And the Lego set is like family loses house in bushfire. <laughs> yeah. The kid's like, cool, love that. <laughs> that. That was the only questionable part. I thought the rest of it looked great. I liked that you could take the top off and reveal inside. I thought mm. like the aesthetic of the house was really good. They really did capture that like very typical like Australian bush home um, I just, I just couldn't get past the bushfire. Right? No, I, I'm, a, I agree with you on that one for sure. <laughs> all their building, all their chemistry and stuff was great. Just, um, yeah. maybe just not for me. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate, but not for you. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's go to Henry and Sophie, who originally had the rock and jewelry box, and then kind of evolved their idea into be, evolved their idea to be the entertainment chest, which was basically like the Channel 9 Lego set. <laughs> I did end up really liking this. Same. When it was just the music box, I was hesitant, but once they started revealing what was inside the chest and everything, I thought that was very funny and meta in kind of a fun way. Yeah, I thought it was a really good change. Both builds, they have evolved their idea kind of halfway through, and I feel like both times it's been a really good change. Um, I feel like they work together really well. I obviously loved all the different drawers. I was dying when Sophie was like, let's do a Love Island draw. I was like, yes, let's do a Love Island draw. <laughs> so they had Love Island, the Today Show. They had a Logie's red carpet and they had Lego Masters, which was really cute. They had the band inside the jewelry box on top, which gave me like Scotty and Owen Strum King video game vibes. Do you remember that build? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. The way that the band was moving was very similar. I wonder if Henry was actually inspired by that. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, I reckon Henry's been watching the the second mm. and third season, waiting for the all-star season to inevitably come because he'd be there for sure. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for an all-star season. They haven't announced anything, but oh, we yeah, no. just are assuming it's coming <laughs> soon. Maybe we should do a bonus episode one day randomly where we discuss our dream All-Stars cast. Yeah, we'll just start the rumour that the next season is an All-Stars season. Let's jump to our winners, Brooke and Michael, who had the, like, fairy school, toad school vibe. Obviously, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it ended up fantastic. I was very mm -hmm. hesitant initially when Brickman's <laughs> like, so just, you know, build something that a kid would love to get under the tree. And Brooke's like, I'm going to build a school. I know. I was like, Brooke, <laughs> that's probably the last thing they want. I get what she was saying. Like, kids have been stuck at home. But, like, no, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't pass my vibe check. But what they came up with in the end was, I thought, really, really cool, yeah. Yeah, I, the editing of that was very funny because Brooke was like, I want to build a school and it cut to Michael being like, so I want to build a fairy garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but they work together obviously to to create the the mix of both and i think in the end like the toad school the great name yeah and i think that in the end was more interesting than just fairy garden anyway so it worked out great yeah they were able to build a bit more of a story to it which i liked um so as you mentioned before their advantage was that they got hamish for one hour very funny, very inconvenient, I would think. Um, but I did like that they actually, it actually kind of ended up being an advantage because they secretly got more Brickman time without knowing it. Yeah, exactly. I I wonder, I reckon they figured it out at some point, but I like that the advantage just kind of ended up being like another, you know, 20, 30 minutes of Brickman time. Yeah. But with the wrapping of like fun, fun, Hamish good times. Yeah, yeah. And it, it ended up good. I liked um, that Brickman built that water wheel and motorized it. I thought that was a really nice addition. Um, honestly, all the little details were amazing. They had like people like swinging off the sides. All the little classes looked great. I loved the astronomy class on top of the mushroom. That was really cute as well. I love how the show tried to give it like a bit of drama when Michael was putting the head on the toadstool. Yeah. And trying to be like, is it going to fall off? But that was what the, the vibe of the show was. But he was just like so cool, calm and collected. And yeah. you could tell that no part of him was worried about it. He's like, yeah, yeah. no, we're sweet. I know what I'm doing. And he's like plonked it on and it was no worries. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe he did it. But he's like, yeah, nah, it's fine. Forced drama. I was like, this is Michael. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we spoke about the hair conspiracy, which I still think is a thing. But this week I'd like to extend my compliments to Michael's shirt. Very fun. Whoever, you know, wardrobe department got it right this week. Do you reckon that's a wardrobe thing or do you reckon he brought it? In my head canon is that he brought his own shirt. I'm going to give him the credit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Baby. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, like, I don't know what Michael's fashion sense is outside of the show. So I feel like I can't, um, I can't confidently say if it was his or if it was wardrobe, but whoever it was, fantastic shirt. I feel like that team in general, Brooke as well, is like the the best dressed yeah. team as well. Oh, I would definitely award them best dressed of the season. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Uh, that's it for the Christmas episode. So that was a short and sweet. I feel like they could have done three total. Oh, no, yeah. Beginning, middle and end. This had, it had no middle. Where was the middle? I think they should have done three. Easy for us to say, obviously, just sitting over here like, give us more. I, well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it did feel a little awkward just having like the one build and then straight to like the final. I don't know. Anyway, overall, I thought it was really good. I honestly thought it was a well put together special, maybe like a week too early. It's kind of weird to go like full Christmas at this point. Yeah. I feel like if they did have a third episode and that was going to come out, what is it, like the 4th of December or 5th of December is is Sunday? Maybe that would have felt like it fitted in because it is like we're in November. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in proper November. Yeah. Make sure you are following us on Instagram at legomasters underscore deconstructed and on Twitter at LMDthePod. I mean, we have no other episodes <laughs> coming yet, but... Good times are still there. <laughs> <laughs> There's historical good times to be had. There's historic. Yes, go back and listen to our interviews from the last two seasons. If you haven't already, there is a lot of good stuff in there. And at this stage, the plan is absolutely to keep going with more episodes, season four, other specials, who knows. Um, I'm just not going to guarantee anything because I don't want to be sued for false advertising. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I reckon there'll be some more episodes, so you should probably subscribe. That's my That would be my general recommendation. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye!
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.